Hello and welcome to Beyond a Doubt, the sub-show of the Benefit of the Doubt podcast. And today's guest is a woman with whom we, we kind of passed each other on the doorstep. Uh, when we were over at uh, when we were over at Android Central, uh, until I moved on to other things, and she moved up to other things, which is awesome. So, Shruti Shaker, and you better learn how to pronounce her name because it is pinned on her Twitter profile. She is uh, Android Central's managing editor, and she is basically like you know the big Kahuna over at Android Central. So, if you've read a review at Android Central, you have read something that she has worked on. So, Shruti Shaker. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I appreciate it. And what an intro. Oh my God. I'm really not the big kahunas. Really, I'm not. That's Jeremy. I'm just well, his, I'm just his right hand man. That woman, if you will. But yeah. Right. No, it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but if this were Hamilton, you'd have like two songs dedicated to you at least. You <laughs> wow. Know? So, I Amazing. Mean, two songs. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying, you know. Um but no, so it, it's really awesome to have you here. Like I mentioned, we kind of, I mean, it wasn't that fleeting. I mean, we we probably worked together for about like what six months or so before I said hasta la bye bye and uh, <laughs> and headed off to uh, other pastures. So, um, but yeah. I really I yeah. enjoyed my time there. And, and one of the things that I want to say publicly is something that I told you privately when you first started there was it was really cool to see like a journalist come in and enter like the blogosphere because, <laughs> uh, you know, you um, you have done, you know, you've done some serious work with, you know, Yahoo Finance. And, was it Yahoo Finance or just Yahoo? It I, was it was Yahoo Finance Canada. So it was specific okay. to the Canadian region. But yes. Okay. Couple of caveats in there, but all right, we'll go with it. Uh, but you know, you're you're the type of person who will come in and like find sources for stories and like I, I ideate and like really flesh things out and really make you know good journalism as opposed to just like news. And so I really appreciated the fact that Android that um, Daniel Bader brought you in and said, "I would like you to come work with me." Okay, great. Y'all settled. All right, see ya. And then. <laughs> Oh, and I miss Daniel. He's he's such a wonderful human being. But yeah, I do too. I yeah. do too. He's he's a good he's good people. We chat every now and then, but not nearly, not nearly often enough yeah. as is, <laughs> tends to be the case in this uh, in this industry. So this is uh, beyond a doubt. And as I mentioned, um, you know, privately, I said this is kind of the truthy show. So <laughs> we're just gonna bring you in, and you know, and we can just. And I so normally when I interview somebody on the podcast, I usually do like a lot of research to like, you know, dig in and, you know, really, you know, figure out who the guest (laughs) is and what they do and blah, blah, blah. But for Beyond a Doubt, I specifically do not do that because I find that the conversations tend to go in unexpected directions and fun directions if I don't do that. So I don't know a goddamn thing about you. So Shruti, tell us all about you. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I usually like to start off by kind of talking about the origin story. Like, how did you get into the tech world? How did you get into, uh, you know, I, I believe you started as a political reporter first and then moved in over to mobile syrup if, if i remember yes. the timeline correctly so like talk about talk about that transition um because you know you're canadian so you only have like 70 percent of the politics that we do <laughs> we still have some crazy politics but uh 
probably not as crazy as what's happening in the U.S. But um, yes, I, you know, for someone who says he hasn't done some research, you've clearly done a little bit of research, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I guess my origin story, yeah, I, I started uh, as a political reporter in Ottawa. Uh, I worked at the Hill Times, which is a local publication in Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada, which I think a lot of people joke around and they say Toronto is the capital, but it's not. Toronto is not. They wish they were the capital, but they're they're not. They're they're very narcissistic about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um, so yeah, I, I had this privilege of working on Parliament Hill. I, you know, was um, schmoozing with the likes of the Prime Minister and other MPs and senators and members of Parliament. It was. It was honestly. It was. It was such Fancy. a privilege. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It was a privilege that I. I don't necessarily know a lot of people realize that they have. It. It is. Um, you are part of, part of a group of about 300 people who have that opportunity, which is really, really incredible. And to have a start there is 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 fantastic. And the Hill Times is just a, a great stepping stone publication. They write hard-hitting news. Um, and I really yeah. understood the concept of being a journalist there. Uh, actually, it's just, it was funny because I finished my, I finished my master's in journalism and then I hadn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to get a job for about I want to say like eight to 10 months. Stupid uh, I, master's degrees. I know, right? It's just, it's just such a waste of time. But actually, and the funny thing is I went to uh, a radio station because I was just meeting, you know, someone there to see if there was any opportunities. And yeah. they they were like, oh, so where did you go to school? And I said, oh, I, I did my master's at Western University in, in journalism. And they're like, why did you do a master's? Like, why did you waste your time? <laughs> I was like... Wow, that's I, not an auspicious just, start. Okay. No, yeah, I just, I literally sat there and I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Great. So, like, so you've already made one bad decision. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and then at, at that point, I mean, I was working for this, like, uh, as a communications uh, person for this real estate company, which was so awful. Like, anyone who's doing real estate, I give them so much <laughs> props because... You, you either are really good at it or you're really bad at it because it's really boring. <laughs> like, it really is. So I obviously like hated it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself less than a year to find a job because um, my, my sole purpose, my sole dream since I was like a kid was like, I have to be a journalist. I need to do this. This is like I I love it so much. Yeah. Um, I also did not grow up in Canada, so that's like a whole other story. We can get to that in a second. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, I got a job in Ottawa, and I told myself, you know, I would move anywhere that I would get a job, which even meant like the remotest of remotest places in Canada. Like I would, I didn't care. I just I needed to get my foot in the door, and I did. So I went to right. Ottawa, which was amazing. Um, very unique city because I started there in 2015 um and it was still very white uh so I was like one a lot of snow on the ground you mean right yeah I'm just kidding (laughs) but white people too right right (laughs) and they kind of just blended in with the snow kind of you know (laughs) that's 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 our superpower actually yeah Um, but it was, I think that sort of really marked a lot of, um, my identity as well as like, not just being a journalist, but being Indian because Mm. the community in Ottawa, like the journalism community was, was very, um, 
it, it was it was dominated by white individuals and they are so smart and some of my closest friends to this date but of the minority group there was maybe like I don't know I, I I can't remember the exact number but maybe out of the 300 there was maybe like 15 people and that's wow. like that just speaks volumes in oh, terms yeah. of like how different you know a person of color would come in and it was like oh you're different like you're not white <laughs> so um I really like and for the longest time, like I was never really in touch with my culture because I was made fun of it. You know, your your classic tropes of like, oh, you're made fun of as a kid. You are called names, you know, all of that st- yeah, stuff. And yeah. you wanted to just kind of get away from it. But then you realize that really is your superpower. Like really getting in touch with your culture and understanding your identity is so important, especially in this industry that can be that can that can be seen as such a um a difficult industry to break into and again it's not blogging it's journalism right so right. it's very different um so then i was in ottawa for a bit uh for about three and a half four years i want to say and then i well i wanted to move back to toronto because my my family i'm an only child so my parents lived in they were in toronto and i wanted to move to toronto to be closer to home sure i was also dating someone at the time who I'm no longer with <laughs> but at this at that time he was in Toronto and so I wanted Good, to screw him you don't need him anyway <laughs> exactly but I wanted to come back to Toronto and and I just knew that Toronto was just a, a beacon of like you know there's just so many more opportunities so many more things that are available and I you know I moved to Toronto and I <clears throat> was trying to find a job and I I by then I had really started and I, this is like probably the biggest advice I would ever give anyone starting out in this industry, whether you're a blogger or a journalist or whatever, is start building your contacts. Yes. Your, oh my your, God, yes. <laughs> your network of contacts, right? Yeah. And two, three years prior, or maybe, yeah, like something like that, I had followed Patrick O'Rourke, who is the current managing editor of Mobile Syrup, and he has okay. been the managing editor of Mobile Syrup for quite some time. So I actually had, I, I had messaged him on Twitter, of all places, and I said, I DM'd him and I said, hey, I'm like, I've written about telecom for some time now. I'm curious to know if there's any openings at Mobile Syrup. Like, I knew Mobile Syrup. I, I've known Betakit. I've known TechCrunch. I knew The Verge. Like, I knew these publications that yeah. in 2014 were still kind of like, eh, you know, they're, yeah. they're there, but they're like not like the hot shot of tech publications. And so I um, messaged him and I said, hey, do you have any positions? And he was like, good timing there's an opening and we're hiring and I was like oh okay cool awesome and I was always into tech I think tech is something that was I I back to what I was saying earlier like I didn't grow up in Canada I grew up in Singapore and in Singapore very very different technological climate from North America like they're so Hmm. advanced they have the latest gadgets like every single person is like donning a new device yeah so yeah I, and it's not as expensive as it is here. And the market to buy those products are so easily available. And, you know, you go on buses and you have tap to pay. And it's like these technologies that are only now getting incorporated in North America now. Yeah. So I was always around technology. I was always around people who talked about it. And that was something that really fascinated me and excited me. Um, cool. And so I was like, you know what? I, I would love to get into tech journalism like that would be cool and mobile syrup's a blog like it's not it's it's not like a proper journalistic publication like they do 
legit journalism, don't get me yeah. wrong, but they yeah. are considered like a blog, right? And so I got my footing there and um, yeah, I started writing a lot of newsy, more business tech related news, moved on to, te- uh, to Yahoo Finance Canada, and then uh, now I'm at Android Central. And again, same situation with, with Yahoo Finance Canada. Like I, I saw this opportunity, wanted to take it, but it was a contract. And so mm. I was there for about a year and a half and I am not the kind of person who leaves a job without knowing what's next because I just, I don't like that uncertainty. It's just something uh-huh. that it's not who I am. <laughs> Familiar with the concept. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> about three months before my contract ended, um, again, Daniel and I, we ran in the same circles. We had been to events before and I had, and he had worked at mobile syrup. He had yeah. left about a year or so before I had joined. So he knew who I was. He And we had crossed, our paths had crossed on several occasions. And I always knew I wanted to work with him because he is so freaking smart. And mm-hmm. and then when I... Intimidatingly smart, I would say. <laughs> not at all, no. I, I would disagree with you. I think he's so humble. I think he's such a humble person. And Oh, he is humble. He's just very smart, and I'm an idiot, so that's fine. You're not an idiot. Don't say that. But <laughs> I built a career off of it. Don't tell you that. Don't say that. Otherwise, I, my, my no. life is ruined. <laughs> Anyways, so then I had messaged him, and I said... Um, I'm curious, like, I've always wanted to work with you. Are there any opportunities at Android Central? And he was like, actually, there is. Again, here's what I go back to what I said. Keep your contacts in check. So Mm -hmm. um, he had an opportunity and it was it was a job that was sort of. uh, How do I say this? It it was kind of a new job that was created for me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I kind of got that impression when you first came aboard, which is yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of where I am now. And now I am at Android Central. I manage, along with Jeremy Johnson, who is the editor-in-chief, He we manage a group of fantastic writers. I'm so incredibly blessed and grateful to be working with these people. Like, they are so smart Mm-hmm. And 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 they write some incredible content, and it's been a joy working on this team. It really has yeah. been. I very much enjoyed my time there too. <laughs> In fact, I I would be lying if I said I hadn't talked to Jeremy about coming back myself. So well, we'll see. maybe you maybe you do. <laughs> we'll see what's in the cards. You never know. Um, but uh, that's that's awesome. And I, th- I I think it's really funny how you go from you know political journalism in Ottawa with a whole bunch of you know white guys and now you're in tech journalism with a whole bunch of white guys so congratulations you seem to have found your niche no and you know what the funny thing about that is um and and i i go i'm gonna go further into that like niche because i'm not only well i'm not based in the u.s right like i'm based in canada and so a lot of like if i ever get called on tv or if I get like I get called on TV quite often, I get called on radio quite often to do you know commentary if something happens or yeah um, whatever it may be. It's almost like again one of the greatest gifts and one of the greatest blessings that I've gotten to be able to do that because that's actually what I've always wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I definitely think that like 
my skin color and the fact that I'm a woman plays a huge role in that. And I think it probably really has, all of it. And I, I actually think it has like been a huge advantage for, for me in a way because I'm like, you know, I, I I've been allotted this very unique position to be mm-hmm. around, um, you know, mostly men who are white and older and I'm here a young woman, Indian and, um, yeah, I just think it's it's just definitely a blessing for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and and I can I can tell you this. I have literally been told in the past, I'm not going to name names or publications or anything like that, <laughs> but I have literally been told in the past um when I, you know, was asking somebody about a potential gig somewhere, um a, a person told me we we have enough white guys. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, I mean, you know what? It's true, you, right? You probably do. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mean to sound like. I mean, it. It, it is true, though. But I. No, it's, I, it's so true. It's amazingly I, true. I also <laughs> want to give a lot of credit to a lot of publications out there and people who are organizing panels for conferences, mm-hmm. um, or panels on TV, you know, segments or whatever. Um, I think people are really taking that seriously to understand that diversity is so important. And especially in like tech, which is very much dominated by men, maybe not necessarily white men, because I I think that has been the case in the past, but there are a lot of people of color um, and, and, black people who and asian people google who have, microsoft like, come to mind <laughs> exactly google and microsoft yeah. like two of the biggest companies in the world who have probably the the largest number of indian people who work at that company right which is yeah. amazing but it's also um very much heavily male dominated and it and it can be very intimidating actually uh i, I i'm gonna say a story but i'm not gonna name any names because um I don't want to call this the anonymous. Yeah. I don't want to get into trouble, but it it kind of brings back a memory that I had, um, about like three years, three or four years ago. I think it was three years, four years ago, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember back to a time when we were allowed to travel and not feel afraid of COVID. (laughs) Um, I was, I was on a press trip and this is when I was fairly new to, the tech world. This is actually when I first started into the tech world. And I really had not kind of made my um, presence known or I hadn't, um, I hadn't established myself yet. And so I went on this press trip and it was honestly, it was such a fun press trip. I, I, I met a lot of really good people on this trip, but I, I encountered this one older male individual who was definitely talking to me in a lot like in a way where it was like do you like you're a woman I I'm not suggesting that he was saying oh you're a woman you don't know anything but it definitely came across that way and yeah someone had asked a question like how 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 does it feel to be a woman coming into the industry not that individual but another person just asked the question like how does it feel to come into this industry new fresh off the boat like you don't really know any anybody in the tech world and you're a woman how does that make you feel because I was that group had not a lot of women there was maybe like a handful of us and everyone else was men and I honestly was just like you know what I just got to trust my gut I got to trust who I what I am who I know and and the content that I know and I got to just um, prove it to myself that I can make it in this industry because it, it can be really hard. It can be really challenging. But I also have met a lot of women along the way who have taught me how to like 
be strong in this industry because it is it it can be scary. <laughs> oh yeah, I I have zero doubt about that. I mean, I obviously can't sympathize, but I have zero doubt about that. And it and, doesn't, you know, and it doesn't help that like a lot of people generally don't do their research before saying things to you. Like literally, uh, a few a couple of weeks ago, I had written an article and someone tweeted about it. And called me, and and in every response, basically they were criticizing me about something, which is fine. I I really don't give a shit if someone criticizes me. That's totally fine. But in every response, (laughs) (laughs) in every response I was getting, they were referring to me as a man because maybe they just assume that I'm I'm a man, or I don't know. But like my profile picture is of me with Jack Dorsey, the founder of of Twitter. I right. don't know how you could confuse me to Jack Dorsey, but okay. So, you know, it it just goes to show that, like, even to this day and age, like, people just assume that if you're in tech, you're a woman. Or you're a man, sorry. And it's just frustrating sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I understand. And, uh, you know, and for what it's worth. Good on you for for getting for becoming managing editor of Android Central. I mean that's Thank you. that's a, that's an enviable position. I know I is envy. it. I don't. I don't. I think so. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I don't, I don't Listen, know. I mean, you get to play. Well, okay. And, and actually, <laughs> one thing that we we kind of talked about off air was you don't do a whole lot of reviews. Which I mean, to me is is like the anti me because like I just <laughs> I want all the things. Um, so like I was actually I was actually going to touch on this if you if you don't mind my asking, sure. why don't you do reviews? Uh, is there any particular reason behind? I it, just or, they I mean... just don't interest me. Uh, oh, okay. I, I don't mean that in the sense that like I don't want to learn about the sure. phones. But it's just that for me, I want to be, I prefer leading someone who probably is a lot more technical on certain aspects when it comes to devices and when it comes to reviews. I think that when you are leading a team, uh, or even if you're writing, because I still write, um, I I think it's very important, and I've said this to my team, that you're writing things that make you happy and are excited about. Okay. And I don't necessarily think that me reviewing something will be of any um, value to anybody because I'm not the person who is an expert in that. I'm an expert in understanding products and understanding Mm -hmm. launches and understanding why the market works the way it does and understanding why software does this or hardware does this. Like I understand those things. But I'm not here to convince you whether you should buy a phone or not. That's just not Hmm. what my job is. Um, I love gadgets. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love playing with them. I edit a lot of our reviews on our site. um, But it's just not something that I'm... um, It's just not something that I'm interested in doing. And I, I I don't mean to make that sound like, oh, but you're the managing editor of Android Central. Like, shouldn't you want to do reviews? I don't, I think... No, it's not for everybody. No, and reviews are a pain in the ass. I, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think they can be very tiring and it uh-huh. gets really repetitive, especially, especially we're in October. It's considered Techtober. Everyone knows that. It's the most grueling and exhausting month because every company releases 
some form of new device and it's like review after review and it becomes this like monotonous exhausting thing and I really don't want to be involved in that. (laughs) I understand. I'll be involved in, you know, managing who writes what and coming up with the stories that we want to write based off of these launches. Mm -hmm. But I just don't want to be doing the reviews. (laughs) I know. I totally get it. I did. I actually, I posted a picture. It must've been on Instagram. I don't remember, but, um, it was, uh, it was, uh, The Nothing Phone and the Galaxy Flip and some other phone that was, I think it was a Motorola phone or something that was like right around that that time. And I put them on a whack-a-mole machine and I said, my job in one picture. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's, it's true, though. It really it's, is. It, it is. But, I mean, then we have to de- also deal with things like uh, <laughs> like my bank, who... Um, yeah. Uh, the the other day i was trying to add uh, my credit card to some device or another for android for android pay or google pay or apple pay i don't remember which one it is but every 3 or 4 months or so i get the uh, i get the message saying no we can't add that you know contact your bank so i have to call my bank and tell them okay i need you to nuke all the devices that my credit card is associated with right now um, and i'll just put back the ones that i need later and like i I've, I've had you know, customer service people be like, all right, let me just pull that. Oh, my God. Jeez, oh <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I just, no. it's a work thing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I feel you um, on that one. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I mean, like you said, you get to, uh, you get to edit them. So, which is, which is a whole other bag of potatoes so do you prefer do you prefer editing or do you prefer writing just curious i mean like do you like the the day-to-day management type of stuff or do you look forward to writing the next story um i think it's a combination of everything actually actually if you if i were to really answer that question it's i prefer going on tv and radio which i do a lot of uh for android it's like it's like 40 percent of your instagram feed yes it is it really is um and and I take a lot of value from that. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, wherever I'm going on TV or or radio, um, they announce me as my name and then the publication I'm part of. And for me, it's always been about the publication that I'm part of. It's never about me. It's always about how can I ensure that people know who we are and what we're writing about. And um, of course, obviously, I, I love being on TV. Like it's, my happy place it's the place that I've always wanted to be but more than that it's like what can I do to promote our company even more so and the writers that we have and the the things that we're working on like that is so important to me um but do what do I like the best I mean it it really depends on a day-to-day I think my day is different every single day and um some days like managing is like one of the best things and the most incredible things that I get to do because I have, you know, one thing that I didn't, well, I know this about managing obviously, but one thing that I have, Oh, ha, that's funny. Yeah, I found the photo. That's the uh, picture. <laughs> yeah. So it was the pixel. It was yes, the pixel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was that the six? It must be the six A. And the Motorola. Which one is that? That's the Moto shit uh i think <laughs> it was the moto the latest moto edge yeah yeah, yeah. Moto edge. it looks nice i like it yeah, why, why the, does that think, pixel look smaller than usual that's so weird i think it's a, it's a 6a so i mean it's like tiny 
It's like a baby phone. <laughs> it's like a baby no. phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't know. Um, I can't. It's it's actually kind of small to see on the screen here, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I don't know. You know, I must have just gotten that Pixel Six A too because I bought it so I could use it, and I I've barely touched it since oh, then. Gosh. I kind of have the best cameras, it. so you should definitely use it. I know, but I'm I've I'm got work. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, was it uh, so back well, to the story? Sorry. Um, <laughs> What was I saying? I don't know. I don't know. I completely derailed your. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, so on a day to day, it is very different for me. Um, you know, I, I going back to like what I was saying about our team, I have a set of writers who are like, honestly, like some of the smartest people I have ever worked with in my entire life. Totally. Um, you know, I will come up with an idea and, and I'll say, Hey, I think so-and-so you should write this article and then it'll spark this look in their eye and then it'll just go like word vomit. Just like, oh, I, I can talk about this and this and this and da 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 And mm-hmm. I'm just like watching that, like to me, that is one of the most satisfying experiences when you write, tell someone to write something and, you know, push them to a limit where maybe they're not fully comfortable doing, but then you know they can do it. Yeah. And then they deliver it, and then you see the numbers and the number of people reading that article, and you're like, oh, see, I knew I knew this guy. I knew they could do it. And that is a very satisfying feeling. It's a very, very satisfying feeling to, to see how incredible our writers are able to execute something um, because of something I said. In, in a, it, and I only said like one statement, but it's their mind that's actually unraveling that statement to write yeah. something that's amazing. Um, but then it, it also depends on like me. Like I, I do write, but um, I have to be really invested in the article to write. Like, and when I say that, I mean like I have to be excited about it. I have, I have, I have recognized that. Right. I need to be excited to be able to write something because if I don't, then I, I, I know I'll write it and I'll be like, I hated this article. And then the funny thing is like my coworkers, they're so wonderful. They'll be like, oh my God, but it was such a good article. And I'll be like, you're just saying that to make me feel good. Mm. Like, like you're not just, but no, it's, 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 um, it's really a balance. Like it's, it depends on my day. It depends on the week. I mean, this week has been awful because we've had prime day and then like, 20 million announcements so yeah. that's fun um but it's 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 great overall it's it's amazing i love doing it all okay that's fair no and I, <laughs> I was not a fan of amazon announcing their prime day 2.0 stupid thing i just think it's just you know what i i get why they're why they did it I, well, at least I think I know why they, why they did it uh one of our writers actually wrote an article about this if i'm not mistaken early in the summer when Amazon announced that there was going to be a Prime Day 2.0. But essentially, it's because they didn't make enough money during Prime Day 1.0 because of inflation, because of, you know, how people are feeling about this economy. And so, well, you know, we're Amazon. We need to make more money. Right. We need to have a Prime Day 2.0. We need to put more things on sale so people can spend more money or not spend more money, as the case may be. Exactly. Because now we're back into... We're we're getting back up a little bit no, in the economy. No, we're not. No, it's <laughs> not my portfolio anyway. It's still uh, down. <laughs> it's cool. still down. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of looking at that today. Not fun. Not a good. No, not a no. good. Not a good thing. Not anyway, at all. That's that's all right. 
That's all right. So, what do you what's what's coming up for you then? I mean, um, what do you what's uh, what's on the horizon for you? What are you excited about that's coming up? Like in my personal life or in tech? Anything, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I I, I want to know what makes you happy. Oh, you know, we have a podcast, uh, Android Central podcast. Go listen to it. It's really fun. We have a lot of fun doing it. it uh, and at the end of the podcast, I always ask that question. What, make, what made you happy this past week? Uh, well, you know, obviously, well, okay. So um, there's a lot to look forward in this world. I think, you know, obviously we're, there's so much happening and it's it can be really exhausting and um, not so fun because <laughs> of the news <laughs> that's coming and the economy's crashing. COVID is still there. There's like new variants, whatever. You get yeah. the whole thing. Um, but there. yeah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's obviously things that you can look forward to. You know, like one of my favorite holidays is coming up. It's not really a holiday, but it's a day. Halloween. It's like my, it's, it's, it's my favorite day on in is the it? whole Yes, I love I love Halloween. I loved scary books when I was a kid. Like I loved Goosebumps. I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark. I like I loved that shit so much. <laughs> Halloween was like my shit. I I had so much fun as a kid. I went to an American school my whole life. Um and so that idea of Halloween was like we learned all the cult like the American, North American. Right you know, holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that. But Halloween always was one that excited me as a kid because, like, we would have these classroom parties, which I'm sure everyone still does. But, like, you know, your teachers will have, like, the scary stories, but they'll have, like, little bags. And there's, like, grapes in one that are, like, the eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you, like, put your hand in and you're like, oh, my God, I got. So unsanitary. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, maybe, I don't know, but... Um, so do you do like haunted houses or anything like that but the funny thing is like i don't like overly scary things okay like i love scary things but i don't like overly scary things and the only reason i say that is because um in grade i think it was grade seven or grade eight whenever the ring came out do you remember the ring Uh, i remember the ring okay (laughs) (sighs) yeah so um i was in singapore when that movie came out and I didn't know what the movie was because we because if you remember the poster, it was literally just like it was just a ring. Yeah. It was just a ring, and you didn't know what it was. And so a bunch of my friends and I we went to go watch it because we're just like, oh, whatever. It's like a weird movie. Let's just yeah. go watch it. Like biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> like it traumatized me. Wow. Okay. For the rest of my life, but I still love Halloween. Obviously, like it's the best day ever. So um, what's your favorite part about Halloween? Is it the costumes? Is it the decorations? Is it I think the, it's just like, I think the it's mood? The, like, yeah, just like the spookiness. Like I love spooky stories. I okay. loved, I love a lot of history. Like I, I've, I've, I read a lot about um, the Salem witch trials. I've, um, you know, obviously like I've, I loved charmed as a kid. Like I love witchy things. Like, yeah. I love being able, like I used to pretend I was a witch when I was a kid Okay. So that was fun. <laughs> okay. Drew um, Piper and who was the third one? Oh my uh, god, I can't even remember. I haven't watched that show Prue in so long. Prue Piper, Piper and, and there was the third one. Phoebe. Phoebe. Yes, Phoebe. 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 Yeah. Phoebe. So, yes. Yeah, my, that, um, that used to be my wife and I's uh, uh, um, dating show. Like such would, a fun show. It is such it a was. fun show. Yeah, and just or like even Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like. With okay. uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, no, not Sarah Michelle Geller. What's her name? The other girl, the other blonde yeah. girl. 
I know, you know who I'm mean. talking about. I do. Um, uh, Lindsay Lohan? No, 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 not Lindsay Lohan. Oh my God, don't say that. <laughs> I need no, to Google this um, now. What's, what is her name? I don't know. Oh, dear God. So, there's a, uh, so uh, are you a Stranger Things fan then? Okay, so I started watching it and I'm really into it. I haven't okay. finished it. I'm only on season one though still. Okay. So I, I I only watched season one. I couldn't get into it after that, but I, I think really I really liked it. And my then, wife and I are gonna take another crack at it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a fun show. Um but yeah, just like little little weird like spookiness of it. And then I've always been into true crime, which mm-hmm. I feel kind of relates to how not really relates to halloween but like just that like eeriness the spookiness it's always been something that i've liked so i'm really excited for halloween um and then i think while we were talking about this earlier but we're getting a puppy um soon and we're actually picking them up we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet we're going to be picking it out soon but it's uh it's going to be like well it was born in september but we're picking it up on october 30th so it's a halloween dog hello halloween puppy that's awesome it's a halloween puppy and i have i already got him a little costume oh <laughs> melissa joan hart by the way yes oh i loved her <laughs> she was wonderful yeah no yeah i don't know i've always liked halloween i just i think the the concept of Halloween is just there's a lot of cultural history behind it. Sure. But there's also a lot of like really fun things that you can do with it. So is Halloween as popular in Canada as it is in the in the U.S.? Oh yeah. Oh it? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the unfortunate aspect though is because obviously we're up north and it gets colder yeah. faster. <laughs> Um, and there's this like notorious saying that it's going to rain every Halloween and pretty much it does. It rains almost every Halloween. I don't, yeah, it does I, that here too. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. It sucks. But, um, it's really cute because so my parents, um, obviously I, well, like they understand, they know what Halloween is. Um, and when we were in Singapore, like, you know, when we had classroom Halloween parties, like my, my mom would come and help or my whatever, you know, they know the, I, the concept of it. Mm-hmm. But we lived in a condo building in Singapore, and so I never had the opportunity to trick-or-treat because you don't really go trick-or-treating in condos. And also... Like you Halloween can, is, but all right. <laughs> you can, but it's it's a lot harder. Yeah. And then also, like, Singapore is, uh, like, it's probably a lot different now, but um, there used to be, like a, a like, a neighborhood where a lot of expats lived like a lot of expatriates who are specifically from north america and so most people did their halloween trick-or-treating in that neighborhood Mm. and so i never really did any of that growing up and so in high school like grade 12 like my uh senior year of high school i went trick-or-treating for the first time okay and i like dressed up as captain hook and it was like and i did the whole thing like i did the whole costume and i went all out and i got like a freaking a pillowcase of candy and i was like (laughs) i felt i felt like a 12 year old like i was so excited and then um now that sort of transferred over because my parents live in a house and so they got to experience halloween with trick-or-treaters now and like we get a lot of like little kids like earlier in the evening a lot of little babies or like little kids will come and it's just like Mm -hmm. it's just the cutest thing ever and my parents just like freak out and we have a lot of fun with it so there you go i was gonna say you know you know what you need to do is you need to go borrow bader's kid (gasps) for a night 
and they're say so cute. Both of them are so yeah, cute. Uh, well, I was gonna say the older because the new one's just like a baby. Like he's like a less baby, than a year baby. Old, right? Yeah, yeah so, he's like six months or something like so, that. So grab the older one. Grab and, the older and, one and just say, you <laughs> just know, take her. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow her for an hour. Okay, we'll be back. Just you know, and you know, make sure she has a costume, and then just go yes. out and have some fun. That's, that's oh, for okay. sure. <laughs> so. Okay, well we're um. We're we're coming up on the forty five minute mark, and I've got. Wow, a, we were talking for that much time already. We Dang. were, we were. I mean, we could go for hours. But, we could, we um, could. YouTube wouldn't like that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so I like to wrap up all of these shows with a series of questions. Sure. Um, they're the same questions for everybody. You opted not to hear the questions in advance. No. Um, so good luck. Uh, I should I be worried? No, 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 no. It's okay. just it's 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 stupid crap. It's like it's okay. like kind of like industry insider kind of stuff. But I'm not going to know anything. Okay, great. no, it's fine. Awesome. No, it's, I mean, it's not like it's not like trivia. It's you know, it's just it's just. Well, stuff about, you never like, know. Well, yeah, no, you'll be fine. You try. Okay, you'll be fine. I'll so, be fine. um, so we're just going to go ahead and dive right in, and then we can uh, wrap things up. So, okay. the first question I have for you is: Are you a roamer, or do you have one set location for work? I don't know what that means, to be honest. So, I mean, do you like pick up your laptop, go to a coffee shop, or do you oh, have like an office set up at oh, home, oh, or oh, like oh, what? Oh, 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 that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, I, uh, I get that. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a vaguely worded question. I am a roamer. I don't okay. like I don't like coffee shops because I mm-hmm. I think they're a little too loud, which is ironic because I've worked in newsrooms before, which are also very loud. But I always have like a like some sort of noise canceling headphones, so okay. like it's helped. But um, you know, I've been working from home for almost three years now, and yeah. so for me, my roaming is kind of confined in my apartment. So okay. I'm. Sometimes I'm, I'm I'm at my desk right now, which is a simple, just like a desk with my laptop. But most of the time, I'm usually out in the living room at our um, island-ish area. Oh, fun. Um, or I'll be on our couch. That is typically where I am. Like I'll, okay. I, I do walk around, though. I do gotcha. do that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I vacillate between I'm at my desk right now, but sometimes I go sit at the kitchen table, which really pisses my kids off. Um, <laughs> or sometimes on nicer days, I've got a sun porch and I've got like a kind of a makeshift desk, oh, makeshift desk out there. You know, I yes, if, if it's the summertime, because mm-hmm. Toronto summers can be nice, especially in the evening times or even okay. in the early mornings, I like to sit on our balcony. I love oh, nice. it. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I used to work uh, in downtown Chicago for the longest time and uh, in the Civic Opera House, and it, which is office buildings, not just opera. Um, but on the 15th floor, they had a patio. Oh, wow. That, like, overlooked the Chicago River. It was absolutely gorgeous, and I miss that patio, like, every day. Oh, that um, must sound really beautiful, actually. It, it, it's, it was, it was quite fun. And the one year, uh, the one year we had a, um, you know, we have the air and water show every year mm-hmm. in, in Chicago over Lake Michigan. And you could always tell when it was air and water show time because the planes would be flying around downtown Chicago. And the one time, I swear to God, I, I wish I had a picture of this. But, you know, those like those big uh, like cargo helicopters, like mm-hmm. the, I don't know what they are, but like they they're the they're the things that like fly in and like pick up a truck and fly it away. You know, those yeah, 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 yeah. One of those was flying over the Chicago River 
dead level with that patio oh while God. I was sitting out there. And I just saw this like, I'm like, that was the most amazing thing I've seen in my life. And I was, I was praying that he was going to make another pass. I had my phone out and, oh, it was so one of those moments that you needed to just have to yourself though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. But anyway, anyway. Okay. So, um, so you mentioned headphones, so that kind of leads mm-hmm. us into our next question. What was the last song or artist that you listened to while working? Oh, can I look at my playlist? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's not like a pop quiz. You're. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to – I typically go into my um, – while I'm working, right? Not the last thing I was listening to. Sure. I mean, okay. whichever. I mean, whatever. Okay, I'll tell you both. If you hadn't so, told me, I would never would have known. So it's fine. I'll tell. I'll tell you both. <laughs> you um, so the last thing I was listening to is a podcast called uh, "Last Podcast on the Left." It's a true crime podcast, and I was listening to an episode about these um, two serial killers who are like a couple serial killer. Um, so that's interesting. That's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. A couple but, that slays together stays together. Yeah, yeah. That should be on a t-shirt. I it love that. <laughs> um, okay, and then the last thing I was listening to, um, I typically like to listen to my on-repeat playlist, which is on Spotify. Um, okay. And the first song on that list is Puzzle Box by an artist called Rez. She is a Canadian electronic artist, huh. and I really like her. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Thank you. Um, okay, so now we're going to move into more industry type stuff. What's one word that a PR person can put into an email subject line that gets an insta delete? Oh, anything with ambient AI in it. Okay, all right, that's <laughs> legit. That's legit. I mean, okay, I I get. I think it's. I think that's more of a newer term. I think I feel like that term has been coined a lot more recently than it has in the past several years. Okay, but I. I kid you not, I have heard it, I think, in every in every presentation by every company this year. <laughs> this concept of ambient AI, I mean, okay, I get, I get the concept. What does that even mean? I, it, like, <laughs> what does it mean? Like, can you explain, like, it's such a buzzword, and I'm like, can you, like, like, why? So, yeah, anything with ambient AI in it. I just, Oof. I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay. So Unless it's, they'll... like, super, super cool and interesting. Right, right. Well, you know, you and I are going to find out that ambient AI is actually the most amazing thing in the world. And we're going to oh. be so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I can already tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, building on that, what's one thing you wish all people, oh, excuse me, what's one thing you wish all PR people knew? about you or your content um well i'm not a man i'm a woman good note <laughs> good note um and Wait, let me write that one down hang on a second <laughs> not a man okay got it yes uh, and i'm a lot more open to meeting you and actually talking to you about the content that i work on and what my publication works on than not because I have actually built a lot of really good PR relationships by doing that as opposed to just emailing me cold heartedly and being like, Hey, uh, here's an article. I, I've, you know, the people who I have spent time with PR, like specifically who are in PR and they go, Hey, I would love to have like a, a Google meet with you for like 30 minutes. Yeah. 
yes, I am really busy, but I also really value those 30 minutes because it gives me an opportunity to be very honest with that PR person and be like, hey, this is exactly what we write about. And this is why I want to build a relationship with you because you would be able to help me write content that's better. Um, I can't just say what, what, what a PR person needs to know right now because it's like there's so much there's so many things that I would prefer talking to a PR person and just meeting our team like we're we want to have a good relationship with PR people we're not out to like be like oh you didn't give us this content like we hate you like it's not about that you know like enemy yeah like it's not about that at all yeah so building a good relationship is probably the most important thing and having just a 30 minute conversation is like works wonders Awesome. So these next two are about reviews, um, and we've already kind of tag- uh, touched on why uh, you know you don't do reviews. Um, but I think I can adapt this to a managing editorial style by saying, um, n- normally the question is how long do you take to write a proper review? But my question for you is how long do you expect your reviewers to take? To, to writing a review from the time that they open the box to the time mm. they submit it to you for editing like what's your what's your yardstick like you've had enough time to understand this that is such a good question because we've actually been having that conversation for some time now um with the samsung announcement that took place not too long ago was it like in early september early october end of september i can't remember when it was exactly um But they didn't give us embargo dates for when we could publish our reviews. Mm. And then with Google, they gave us our all the content and they gave us a week to do our reviews. Okay. So October 6th was the event for Google. And then October 12th was the lifting of the embargo for the reviews. Right. And we've had this conversation for some time in our group where it's like, what is an acceptable amount of time to really give an honest review to somebody and I always think it's important that we are being honest when we're delivering content as opposed to just meeting an embargo date because we've been given that um with the Samsung story for example like they didn't give us an embargo date so what we ended up doing is we took our time with it Mm -hmm. we actually we updated our our hands-on that we had the initial product look at like the look. So essentially like you, you have that product, you get it for like what, 24 hours and you write like a small little piece, your hands on piece, first impressions. So, you know, in about a week or so we update that article or in a couple of days, we update that article basically being like, Oh, this is what we thought we, what we think about this article is. And we give an honest opportunity with these devices because as tech journalists, like we get a lot of devices. We really, really do. And it's so hard to just slap a review on, give it to the viewer. And it's it's almost like an injustice that you give to the reader because you haven't had enough time with this product. How can you tell someone to buy a $1,000 phone when, yeah. When you've had such a short period of time with it, but also in an economy where we're struggling, like it just doesn't justify to me as a person who is like reading these reviews. So, you know, if you don't mind me asking, what was the Samsung product that you that you reviewed? Because I don't recall anything being released. 
I, I didn't review it, but it was the um the Galaxy Flip Four and the Fold Four. Oh, okay. Mm, All right. Mm, so that yeah. was that was a couple months ago. Okay. I was just like Yeah, yeah. Did Whenever Did I, I miss I an announcement? What happened? I can't okay. I can't I the, the like time doesn't exist. Yeah, to time me has no meaning. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what when what <laughs> happened, but yeah, it's the flip four and the fold four. Okay, yeah, you're right. We didn't have a whole lot of time with those. <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't give us an embargo date at all. They were just like, publish it whenever you want. So it's like, well, what do we do? Do we give an honest review or what? So my yeah. my my sort of stance on that is, you know, I think a month or, or like at least two and a half weeks is a good amount of time okay. to have some sort of understanding with a device and then I would, I, I think, you know, updating that review after like six months to really have a feel of that device. Yeah. Um, and then being honest with your, with your, with the reader. Cause I think one of the biggest things that blogs and, you know, um, a lot of publications have to do is like, I I always struggle with this because I think we're in an economy that's just like it's so hard to grapple with the idea of like buying something that's like fifteen hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars, like nine hundred dollars, regardless mm-hmm. of getting subsidies, regardless of like carrier deals and all right. of that stuff. Like that's right. amazing. If you can do that, that's great. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense to me that like, you know, these big companies are putting out all these devices that are so expensive. And it's like, who are who are we catering this to? Like who who has that much amount of money to be able to buy these things? every year like it just doesn't make sense to me i have a friend who works at another publication and she still has a pixel 3 wow so i just it just doesn't like make sense to me like we as in the tech sphere people who are in the blogging sphere and who get devices who are able to review things we're so privileged because we get to review these new devices every single year we get we get to change our devices every single year but I think we forget that, like, the average person doesn't do that. Right. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's very easy to lose sight of that. And I'm kind of with you. I, I, I'm read, I'm read about the two-week mark myself. And I, yeah. I have found that if I don't do something for two weeks, it doesn't annoy me enough to complain about it. <laughs> Like, like, you know, because you can you can have like a, a certain part of your workflow where it's like, oh, I have to do that in order to do that. And you could do that a couple of times over a couple of days and it's not annoying. But when you have to do that every goddamn day for two goddamn weeks. Yeah. You know what? That's suboptimal. We're going to write about that. Yeah. So, and, yeah, you know, I'm totally I, there with you. I also feel like I, I, I think about our writers as well. Like it can be really like it's such a burnout sort of process like you're doing the Mm -hmm. same thing over and over again every year how do you make it different how do you make it exciting like what can you do to make it better it can be hard it's hard reviewing is hard this is why i don't do it reviewing is hard i I told you it's a bitch yeah um so um all right we're gonna skip that one because eh. anyway so you can uh, ask me i don't mind well no, it's it's fine. So okay. <laughs> we already kind of touched on this one a little bit, but do you prefer producing written content, audio content, or video content, and why? Definitely videos first, audio okay. second, and then 
Prent is third, but actually the thing is, is I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to start in print first, Mm -hmm. because when you, they say that print is the hardest medium to be in because you actually have to like describe things, you have to like Mm. be concise to a reader because there's no visuals. So it probably takes the most amount of time, I think. It does. So I I have been fortunate enough to sort of start there and then work my way up to like video and and radio, but definitely, definitely video comes first. It's something that I love doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then radio is also very fun because, you know, you can instill a lot of character when you're, even when you're doing a podcast, like you can, you can instill a lot of like jokes and banter and like good conversation. And it's, you almost feel like I I love podcasts because when you're, when you have the right group of people talking on a podcast and you have the right mojo, you almost feel like you're sitting in the same room as them, and it's really oh, yeah. fun. It feels yeah. really good. Yeah. Love that. Uh, okay, so influencers, here to stay or a bubble waiting to burst? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I would remind you, you did not want the questions ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, <clears throat> here to stay or a bubble waiting to burst? Uh, no, yes. here to stay, 100%. Here to stay, okay. 100%. Um, and the reason why I say this is because the world is always going to be ever evolving and the way mm-hmm. we are doing things are going to match that pace. So when we look at tech, for example, it started off with like, you know, talking to reviewers or talking to tech journalists, like your traditional tech journalists. Right. And that turned into bloggers. And then that obviously eventually turned into, um, you know, YouTubers or Instagram influencers mm-hmm. or TikTok influencers. Um I think it really depends. I, well, so first of all, I don't think that they're going to be obsolete. I actually think there's going to be an evolution of what in, or what influencers going are going to be. Okay. Um, in many different ways, right? Because when we first started off with the concept of influencers, it started off with YouTube, and then it turned into Instagram, and now it's TikTok. Yeah. So I think that there's going to be another evolution of what an influencer means. Yeah. Um. But I also think like older influencers are turning into journalists themselves. Like if you look at MKBHD, like he is an influencer, but he also does interviews with yeah tech, like senior executives. And he is in a space where he has influence, but in a way where it's like you're holding people accountable for what they're doing. So I think they're not going to go anytime soon. Gotcha. All right. So who is the first reviewer that you read slash listen to slash watch slash go to when reviews drop on a given device? (sighs) I mean, anyone on Android Central, duh. Right, of course. (laughs) Obviously. Match. (laughs) No, I mean, listen, I, uh, to be very honest, I don't read a lot of reviews unless I'm looking to be shopping for a device. Okay. I skim reviews occasionally just because I want to make sure that we are hitting the right kind of content. Mm-hmm. But I also think that you shouldn't be copying what other people are writing when it comes to reviews. Of course, yeah. You should be speaking truthfully when it comes to your reviews. And yeah. it doesn't matter who publishes their review first. There's always going to be someone out there who says, oh, I am waiting to hear what Android Central has to say. So I'm going to read what they have to say. Um, so I know this is going to sound really bad, 
Sorry. But I sometimes like when I'm like searching for something, I just like search for the product and then whichever one has the top hit okay. is the one I go to. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's that's perfectly fine. And you know what? That's a legitimate way to do it. So and uh, no judging at all. So um all right. And so finally the last question is if you weren't working in this field, what would you be doing for a living? A professional chef. You would be a chef? Yes. Excellent. What would be your signature dish? I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't thought about that. But I have always loved cooking. I, I have always loved it my um, entire life. I've, I've loved making different foods. I have like a million cookbooks. Nice. I watch a lot. I love watching cooking shows. Um, yeah, I would love to be uh, I, I would love to do that. I think that would be so fun. And I would love to own, a, own my own restaurant. And like, I don't know, it's just it's just the thought of it just makes me so excited. I think it's also because I love food, just in general, like, okay. I mean, who, who doesn't? <laughs> like, I love I love food. I love how food can bring people together. I love how like if when I'm cooking, like it's the most therapeutic thing for me. And when I get to feed people, it, it brings a lot of joy for me, like to be able to like host and like bring people together and like feed them. It, it, it makes me feel so happy. And, um, yeah, that's probably what I would do. I a hundred percent. If like, literally if journalism doesn't work out for me, I'm going to go and join like top chef or something. Like, I don't don't know. you jumped like right on that. Like you were, it was almost oh, yeah. as if I told you about that question, which I did not. Like I no, want to reiterate no, no, no. that. 100%. You knew, like if I it knew. wasn't this, so bam, yeah. that was it. No, and actually, so I'm not going to, um, I don't want to talk about this too much because it's like kind of a past life, but like. Well, we're out of time, but it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, I used to have a YouTube channel and I did a lot of book reviews and movie reviews. Okay. And I would do movie reviews leading up to the Oscars where I would watch the movie and then I would actually, the beginning part of my video was like a, a cooking video related to that movie. Okay. So like like the dish was related to the movie kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like so, that. A pasta for the Godfather or something like that. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Nice. And so that sort of, yeah. Like I don't know. I just I love cooking. It's fun. So <laughs> who's your favorite Food Network personality? Like who's who's your go to? Do you have one? Oh my God, there's so many though. That, that question so comes from many. co-producer Cliff, by the way. There are so many. Okay, actually, I'm gonna be more um, more in the now as opposed to like my all time because I really I really don't have an all time but um I have been watching a show on uh Crave on Crave which is uh Canada's streaming service but they partnered with HBO so we get HBO shows um and it's called Selena plus chef and so like every episode she does like a show with a chef okay and I every chef on that show I'm obsessed with, but her latest episode, I, th- I think it's the season finale of, um, of her season four or whatever, uh, it's with Gordon Ramsay and duh, like he's so fun. Cause I think a lot of people assume he's like an asshole, which he is, but he's, he also has like this really warm and like humble side to him. And it doesn't come out too much, but when it does, you're just like, oh, I love you. I also love Jamie Oliver. And his sons, Jamie Oliver's sons are, like, on his TikTok. And they're, like, I don't know, 10 or something. And they, like, started (laughs) cooking as well. And they're, like, the cutest things ever. Love it. I also love 
Sorry, I have to say one more person. No, go for it. Go for it. Um, there's we got the a Mount Rushmore going here. It's great. There's a TikTok uh, TikToker. Her name is um, Joanna, and she's Korean, and she does Korean food, but vegan Korean food because she's vegan, and she does these beautiful TikToks where she basically teaches you how to make you know, the specific dish, but she will tell a story about her family and like what this dish means to her. Oh, fun. I love it. She's wonderful. I love her too. And yeah, I could go on and on about this. I, I'm obsessed with food. I don't know if you can tell. Well, I kind of <laughs> wish I'd asked you earlier then, but no, this is great. No, this is, this is awesome. And this has been awesome. And we are, we're at an hour right now. So this is about as much time as I, uh, as I asked you to, uh, to give me. So I appreciate you. you coming on and being awesome. So uh, let's go ahead and turn the floor over to you and uh, let everybody know, you know, which, where, what you're doing and where they could find you on the internet and, and, oh. and you can pimp your stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm on, I'm at Android Central. Uh, you can find my articles there. Um, I am on Twitter, which is at S-H-R-U-T-I underscore S-H-E-K-A-R. It's my first and last name with an underscore in between them. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, don't follow me on Twitter because... I I like really tweet about the most random things. Someone told me that if I wanted to really get a lot of followers, I should be more consistent in what I'm tweeting about. But like I like my Twitter is like word vomit. Like it really, right. I don't yeah. think about it. So yeah, that's where you can find me. I get you. And you know, earlier today, you know, I, I try to, you know, stick mostly with tech when I'm on Twitter, like, you know, Instagram, I'll do whatever. But with Twitter, I, tr I try to stay most, mostly with tech, but I also find it to be a very therapeutic outlet for like just stuff that's going on in my life. Like today I was, I was randomly complaining that like my kids borrow stuff from my desk all the time and never return it. And then, like, I went back and said, uh, you know, and I have to admit that there's also a chance that I just used the item and forgot to put it back. <laughs> and then I went back again and said, by the way, that's exactly what happened. What for happened? One of the yeah. things that I lost for, uh, earlier today. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, keeping yourself accountable. <laughs> right. I keep myself accountable with. Twitter, yes, so. of course. Um, but uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for chatting with us for. Uh, you know about uh, all about Shruti and uh, and cooking and <laughs> and uh, and it was very awesome to have you and for everybody who tuned in to watch, I want to oh uh, uh oh you're being called to the carpet here, I don't know if you can see this but we have a I can't no saying, I'm worried what <laughs> what did I do did Adam, <clears throat> did Adam ask, why, ask why is she always tweeting from an <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> oh my well okay well first of all Ted I love um, it I love um, it. I would just like to point out, you know, this is this is my phone right now. So, and you can see I've got I've got the notch with the hat right there. So that is uh, that is an iPhone 14 Pro oh, that I am tweeting from. So I've gotten so much truthy, shit about this. Hey, <laughs> Truthy, managing editor of Android Central. What is your phone these days? <laughs> well, I have an iPhone, obviously. Duh. <laughs> right. Um, listen, I I'm actually. Ted, thank you so much for your question. Let's talk about it. I really like I I get I I've gotten this commentary a lot actually and it's quite it's quite hilarious. But you know what honestly like the phone the device you use does not determine the level of intelligence you have for a specific industry. It just happens to be the device I'm using. Like truly that that is just it. I have used I 
back in the day, if you remember OnePlus, remember when OnePlus first came out and it was like you had to get an invite to be able to buy the OnePlus phone? Yes, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in that. I, I, I like somehow scoured an invite and I got... I, I was able to buy the OnePlus phone. It was like one of the most beautiful phones I've ever owned. Like I loved it. I Then, you know, obviously the, the iterations of OnePlus happen. And then, you know, I've used Huawei phones. I've used Pixel devices. Like I don't think the phone that you're using is a representation of the publication that you're with. Like, okay, I happen to be writing for this publication, but just because of that doesn't mean I have to use a Pixel or a Samsung or a Xiaomi phone. Like, it really doesn't. As a matter of fact, it does. Oh, no, it I'm does. just kidding. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It really doesn't. But no, it really doesn't. And, you know, I, I um, someone, as I mentioned earlier uh, in this conversation, someone had tweeted about me and screenshotted that I was tweeting from an iPhone. And it didn't it didn't help that I was I had written an article about Apple. That was the biggest <laughs> problem. I had written an article about Apple and I and I when I tweeted it out, it said it said tweeting from an iPhone or right. whatever. Yeah, whatever I, it I says. I never pay attention to that crap, but yeah. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, like, so the fact that people paid okay, whatever. Anyways. Yeah, so no, someone it's fine. It's someone fine. screenshotted it and like re, like they tweeted it out and it it got a lot of retweets like a lot of people retweeted a lot of people liked a lot of people were questioning but the the thing too is that there was a lot of people from you know nine to five google from android police who were basically being like why the hell does it matter and that's the question that i have like (laughs) why does it matter what matters to me is that we're producing content to you that brings value to your life that we are talking to analysts that are giving you commentary about what this industry is meaning. What do these products mean to you as a consumer? Mm-hmm. Why should you care about this product? Why should you care about the topic that we're talking about? If we are, if you know, for example, like with that Apple article, the question that I had was, why does why can Apple get away with doing certain things? That when Google tries to do it, they get a lot of shit for. They do. <laughs> you know? And and it's like, that was what I was trying to answer in that question. But people get so, like... They're passionate. They're they're, passionate yeah, they get about, very passionate yeah. about these nuances. And it's like, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's what the content that matters. But Ted, I, appre- I no hate. I really do appreciate that right. question. Thank you for asking it. <laughs> and, and I would like to take a moment to point out that if I were the CEO of Apple or the CEO of Google... Did, didn't someone actually say that the, like someone was like tweeting from a Google account and it was like an iPhone whatever? I, maybe. I don't remember, but... <laughs> So, but if I were if I were the CEO of Apple or the CEO of Google, all of my senior staff would be required to own a phone from the competitor because it is like having the other team's playbook. No, it truly is. Like I have an iPhone. My partner has a Pixel Seven. My dad has a Pixel Six. My mom has a Six A. You got some creds there. Yeah, I mean, mean, I've had an. I've (laughs) lived in Singapore my entire life, where I've used. Nokia phones. I've used Motorola. I've used Samsung. I've, um, I've used OnePlus phones. I've used a Pixel, um, and then I've I've used a lot of iterations of iPhones. And 
yeah, I I genuinely think that like, you know, it's really important as writers and professionals in this industry that we understand both sides of the game. Oh yeah, definitely. And definitely. it doesn't matter what phone you're using. <laughs> like, yep. And and to be honest, like the other thing too is maybe it's my age, like I'm getting older, but I know back in the day I was like <laughs> so annoyed if like my partner was like an was a google or whatever and i was iphone because i'm like oh my god no blue bubbles Ugh. you're like 22 i don't want to hear but about l- being older listen no actually i'll correct you i am 33 first of all but you know okay. i think about it i'm thinking about it now and i'm like who cares like i genuinely don't give a shit <laughs> Yeah. Don't. I'm communicating with a person that I care about. That's all that matters. Let me you know? let me tell you something really nice thing about being older. Yes. You, you just stop giving a shit. It just yes. doesn't matter anymore. It's so it's really wonderful. It's, it's really it is nice. it is really it is really wonderful. All right. <laughs> really so nice. we were on our way towards wrapping things up before Ted Sorry, uh, I, Ted I called apologize. you to the carpet. And that's fine, Ted. Uh, appreciate you uh, yes, appreciate we really you do. jumping in. And uh, he said thank you for the answer, and I will say thank you, thank you for the thank yous. Um, but we are going to uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap things up here. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in, both on the YouTube's either live or um, or later on. Also for t- tuning in to the high quality feed, which will be going out in a couple of days. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening, and for watching, and for giving us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs>